comes to cross the king, a place of dread and suffering. Forged in terror and filled with fears, hopeless daydreams and desperate nightmares. Mediums and clairvoyants have straddled the line between the living and spirit worlds since the beginning of time. History is littered with tales of their exploits. There's the Oracle of Delphi who spoke directly with the gods. The blind prophet Tiresias who let slip that Oedipus was doing his mom. And we can't forget Nostradamus who knew so much about 9-11 you'd think he was George W. Bush. More and more, however, the psychic seers of today are rebuked as con artists, frauds, and paranoid schizophrenics. But here, in Crass the King, a young blonde psychic by the name of Cassie Blakely finds an outlet for her otherworldly perception on CTK Public Radio, where she provides the township with one of its guiltiest pleasures every weekday at 2 p.m. Much like the psychics of yesteryear, Miss Cassie's gift led her on quite the journey this past fall. But how exactly did a sweet gal like Cassie go from being a local celebrity to public enemy number one to a celebrated town heroine? We begin at the radio station itself, where Cassie's show is just beginning. Growing up, folks called me a dumb blonde. Guess it's cause I heard voices. Spirits from the beyond. I knew my only chance at beating them was to become a psychic medium. So for the next hour, I'll tap into my power to channel the spirits stuck between Christ's kingdom and Christ the King. Now I sure ain't no ghost, but I am your gracious host. Your tour guide to the other side. The belle of the other realm, Cassie Blakely. And this is Psychic Suggestion. It's hot as a firecracker, Christ the King. Damn near the hottest day of the year. But here in the studio, there's a chill in the air telling me that spirits are present, waiting to be called upon. So let's get that crystal ball rolling, shall we? Our first guest is already on the line, Miss Pamela Baker. Miss Baker, why don't you go on along and say hello? She's fine, I'm sure. Now, Pamela, I'm sensing some kind of connection. A particularly strong energy surrounding the letter R. What's going on with the letter R? The letter R? I I guess my husband's name, Robert. Yes, Robert. I'm sensing that he passed on. Nope, he's right here with me. Bob, pick up the other phone! Well, hey there, Cassie. Well, shucks, there's got to be someone else. I'm seeing a date. Pamela, what's so important about September 21st? September 21st? Well, that was the day that our son... You mean your son, 
Robert? Doggone nailed it, Cassie. Robert Stack Baker, Jr. <laughs> Little Robert. Now, I don't want to upset you folks. Pamela, if you ain't already, hold your husband's hand. Because little Robert is here, on the air, with us, right now. Oh, my stars, Robert! I can hear his voice clear as crystal, which means he's happy, safe, and sound on the other side. He says there's a lot y'all don't understand about his passing, but he wants y'all to know that whatever you gave him, the thing that got him sick, he forgives you. Come again? Whatever we gave him. That, uh, don't mean nothing to you? But doctors did say it was congenital. They said it was cancer of the lung, Pamela. Not the genitals. No son of mine. See, the cancer runs in my family, so yeah. Guess you could say I gave my only son the affliction that killed him. But for you to make the provocation that any parent could ever intend to... Well, that's meaner than mustard, Cassie. What? No. Heavens to Betsy. I didn't mean anything like that. Here, Robert's telling me something about a... Beanie Baby? My wife and I have spent years trying to make sense of it. Spent years praying that the guilt would go away. See, Bob here had steady work back then as a Marlboro Man impersonator. What the hell's that got to do with anything? Everything, Bob. You smoked our son like a rack of ribs. The cancer may live within me like the Lord's Prayer, but it sure as shit takes two to square dance. Takes at least eight, don't it? You stay out of this. I never smoked around little Robert. Then your memory must be going wherever our sex life went. You're the one who stopped feeling sexual after you had those stones removed. You know what? You're right, Bob. It couldn't have been your smoking what gave little Robert the cancer. Hell, you was only ever around when you was waiting for the meth man. <laughs> Hey, you too. Uh, little Robert can hear you. Well, nothing he ain't heard before. See, my wife's a little touched in the head, Cassie, on account of her parents being siblings and all. On the air, Bob, you son of a bitch. Ow! Jesus Christ, Bob. Oh, God. Bob. Cassie, what have I done? Uh, well, would you look at that? A breaking news bulletin. Thank God. Thanks for calling in, Pam. We'll be right back. Breaking news. A Christ the King crime spree continues after 12 patrons across three American legions were slain last week in the pub crawl Kill 'em All of the Century. And 17 cats were left in critical condition after a pet sanctuary was firebombed last Monday. We've received reports this afternoon that nine have been shot in a robbery massacre at the Davis Street Bank. The shooter managed to evade police and fled the scene in a pink Cadillac Fleetwood with near $10,000 in cash. The authorities are requesting that you dial 911 if you see the vehicle. Just make sure you report it to CTK, Public Radio First, y'all. We're bringing you more details. And your weekly weather forecast tonight at 6. I'm 
handsome Amberly, and I approve this message. As your mayor, I have spent the past four years battling the many enemies that threaten to destroy Christ the King's way of life on a daily basis, whether it be the unholy unions between same sexuals, the forced removal of the Bible from our school, or the pollution of our clean waters with fluoride, which I'll remind you rhymes with formaldehyde, cyanide, and homicide. Now my opponent, Mr. Stokes Moody, alleges that these seemingly harmless debasements are key to bringing Christ the King into the 21st century. But I ask, what was so wrong with the 20th century? I'm Ansem Amberley, and I'm happy to earn your trust. But first, I need your vote. So on November 14th, go out and choose to re-elect Ansem Amberley as Mayor of Christ the King. Cassie, get your blonde hide over here. Evelyn, quit your yelling. The studio's only one room. One room nothing. That last segment was the most painful thing I've had to endure since, well, well, since Pearl Harbor. What about Pearl Harbor? You're only 55. I'm talking about the motion picture, but that ain't the point. What the hell just happened out there? I'm sorry, okay? You're sorry? Sorry for today, or sorry for the threat of on-air disasters you've been spewing for the past three months? You're the one who fired the phone screen. Cassie, you ain't done one decent reading all season. I'm sorry, but as of today, psychic suggestion is on hiatus. What? Evelyn, where the hell is all this coming from? You tell me, gosh darn it! You're supposed to be the psychic extraordinaire around here, and you didn't even see this coming. Maybe not, but I sure knew your wife was going to leave you. (laughs) So did I. I knew you were lying about discovering Miss Cleo, but I kept my mouth shut. And you don't repay that kind of loyalty with a... A cancellation? I didn't say nothing about cancellation. Well, that was next. Take the rest of the season off and we'll discuss the future of psychic suggestion at a later date. Shucks, Evelyn, you've got to be kidding me. Cassie, sometimes half the battle's knowing when to step away. Taught us that over at Trump University. A show like yours could only go on for so long before becoming... Becoming what? A blonde joke, darling. Evelyn, why, I ought to smack you. You know damn well blonde jokes were invented by the CIA to discredit Marilyn Monroe. You ain't listening to me, honey. Forget the other realm. You're the bell of Christ the King. No reason for you to keep on wasting your God-given gifts in radio. My God-given gifts? Evelyn, I... You know what? You're right. Half the battle is knowing when to step away, so pardon me while I do so. Oh, and I lied. You will be dead in ten years. Come on, Cassie. You see where I'm coming from? Trust me, Evelyn. I see exactly where you're coming from. Cassie should have seen it coming. She knew that. But her third eye had been close to blind for time now, and connections, whether spiritual or personal, were harder to make than ever. To clear her mind, Casey drove out to the Ozarks for a date with her boyfriend, local model, and Christ the King self-proclaimed it boy Hank Henry. I'm good looking, 
You're good looking too, Cassie. Anyone can see that. So I'm sure you'll know what I mean when I say that it ain't easy proving to people that I'm more than just some 25-year-old Adonis with perfect abs, a ridiculous hairline, and chiseled back dimples. Hey, Cassie? You listening? Of course, baby. It's just... I reckon that's why we're so perfect for each other. Our true gifts are on the inside, being covered up by our gifts on the outside. Sure, I'm good looking, but until I land my first role, it's my job to prove that I'm good acting, too. How'd the audition go today? Great! Oh, director's some kind of intellectual from Germany or something like that. First time I've ever had to audition butt naked or between cars in a Walmart parking lot. But he said I'm the next Keanu and took a bunch of photos. But enough about all that. Can you believe that robbery? Sure can. I mean, I guess that's just the way things are in Christ the King these days. One minute you're waiting in line at the bank, the next you're watching as your life's work is getting canceled after 18 seasons. Whoa, Cassie, are you okay? I'm fine, Hank. No, I'm not. Psychic suggestion is over. Say what? Well, not over, but as good as. Guess I sort of got fired today since my readings this season ain't been so hot. Got me wondering if maybe I should quit talking to spirits and start drinking them like everybody else. Hey, hey, what's gotten into you? You can't quit talking to spirits. Then maybe they'll quit talking to me first. That's the way it's been looking anyway. You know, Hank, people in this town have always taken me for some crazy blonde bimbo. But I never paid him any mind because the road to the other side was always clear ahead of me. But I... I can't explain it. The visions just don't come as easy as they used to, and every day the road to the other side just keeps getting foggier and foggier. Well, you know what they say, hon? If the road's foggy, just speed up and drive as fast as you can till you get through it. Which reminds me, would you believe that I got pulled over again today? The cops in this town are idiots. They take away your license one day, then ask to see it the next. Hank... I'm gonna go take a walk down near Lake Lancaster. You go on home. I won't be too long behind you. With that maniac out there? I'll be okay. You're shivering. Just caught a chill. Well, then take my jacket. And take all the time you need to, darling. I'll be waiting for you back at home, okay? And be on the lookout for a pink Cadillac Fleetwood. Cassie yearned for the clarity and peace of mind that long walks down by Lake Lancaster were known for. But unfortunately for Cassie... Hello? I... I can barely hear you.
God! Hank! Somebody help! What are we looking at, rookie? Uh, okay, female victim, mid-twenties. Body was, uh, was bound with a rope and stuffed in that oil drum right over there. By the looks of it, she was dead before she hit the water. But the exact cause of death won't be known till the autopsy. How was that? Ain't bad, but you forgot to tell me how you found her. Shucks! Oh, must have forgot. Idiot. I, I, I'm sorry, Sheriff. Cops never apologize, rookie. Remember that. Blakely girl over there says a voice from the other side led her to the lake where she spotted the drum and therein the body. Oh, oh, oh yeah? Could a voice from the other side lead her back to my condo? Watch it, rookie. Sheriff always gets first dibs, you hear? Well, next comes the identification, right? You mean you ain't know who that is? Mayor Amberley? Uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, sir. Gentlemen, I, I thank you for all of your good, honest work. Pardon me if I ain't got much more to say than that. I, I've just had to identify my daughter's body. Well, Mr. Mayor, as, as Christ is our king, we, we'll find the dastardly barman who did this. Sheriff Jones, where is the young lady who found her? Well, she's right over there, Mr. Mayor. Take me to her. Cassie Blakely. Last I saw you, you were up to my knee. Mayor Amberly, I... I don't have words, sir. I am so sorry. Well, I owe you the utmost gratitude for finding my daughter. What exactly were you doing out here, sweetheart? Trying to clear my head. Funny how that worked out. Cassie Blakely, ain't it? From psychic suggestion. Don't tell me you're a fan. A fan of witchcraft? <laughs> you wish. Your show's a mockery of everything Christ the King stands for, if you ask me. Not sure I did. You ain't gonna find any material for your show here. Psychic. Jasper, please. Cassie, Amber was just about your age, if I remember correctly. We were classmates. Mayor Amberly, I... I want to help you find whoever did this to your daughter. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you don't have to do that, darling. The boys... I mean, uh... Sheriff Jones will take care of everything, so there ain't no need to worry that pretty little head of yours. Or stick that pretty little nose of yours where it don't belong. Sir, with all due respect, I know you've heard my radio show. It's a little trashy, but ain't we all? You've done enough, Cassie. You ought to go home now to your mama and tell her... Tell her I sure hope I have her vote next week. Breaking news! Lower Christ the King is still in shock after the latest in a string of violent robberies. Yesterday's plundering of the David Street Bank and the ensuing seven-hour shootout left nine dead and nine more extremely inconvenient. Police are still looking for the bandit, who eyewitnesses say fled the scene in a pink Cadillac Fleetwood. CTK Public Radio has obtained exclusive footage of the siege filmed from inside the Davis Street Bank. And folks, let me tell you, y'all are lucky this is only radio because the images on this tape are bone chilling. Stay tuned. Through the commercial break, 
because when we get back, y'all are going to have the exclusive chance to listen to us watch it. I'm Darren Channing. And I'm Sharon Danning. This is DTK Public Radio. I'm Anthem Amberly, and I approve this message. Being mayor of Christ the King is not just my job, it is my pride and joy. The house over on Rhododendron Drive where I was born and live in to this day, well, it's not just my home, it is our home. And I invite any of you out there listening to drop by and say hello whenever you'd like. I'll even leave the door open for you. And my opponent, Mr. Stokes Moody, is not just a radical socialist. He's a dangerous outsider looking to tear our lives asunder. He'll have you forget that he's a native of our dear neighbor liberal township. But if there's one surefire way to judge a man's character, it is by the circumstances into which he was born. Furthermore... Sorry about that, folks. Radio's on that fritz again. But boy, I sure love that handsome answer. Forget my vote, he's got my heart. <laughs> Can I start you two off with anything to drink? Two Diet Cokes, please. Just ran out of DC, but I bet you already knew that, didn't you, Cassie? Uh, I sure did. You know, why didn't you predict that robbery from happening? I don't want to be rude, but what's wrong with you? Did you save all those people? Do some. Good for once? Diet Dr. Pibb will do just fine, Henrietta. Well, look at you. She done knew my name. You're wearing a name tag, sweetie. Oh, right. I'll be right back with those. You ever wonder why Stokes Moody ain't never on the radio? I'm curious why they ain't reporting nothing about Amber. You'd think the news would be all over something like this. Any other politician would leap at the chance to stir up the sympathy vote, but not Mayor Amberly. He's above that kind of thing. Cassie? We didn't have to go out to eat, you know. Baby, I told you I'm alright. I'm just thinking, is all. Now, we've had some kind of week. First my audition, then your show, then the, uh, dead honey squeezed into an oil drum. Real shame. Right near where we had our first date. Of course, I remember. I guess I... I figure that's part of the reason I brought you out there. I mean, if I'd have known, golly, I... Can't remember the last time a spirit reached out to me. Shucks, I went the longest time without any sort of connection, and now I can't get her voice out of my head. So clear, yet muddier than a stirrup. I can hardly make out what she's saying. Which can only mean she's trapped between worlds and will continue to be until until her death is avenged. Oh, Amber, who did this to you? And uh, maybe now's the perfect time for us to be thinking about the future. Seeing as your show's taking a vacation. The show? If I see this through, I could not only help Amber, I could get psychic suggestion back on the air. And show Evelyn a thing or two. Amber, if you're out there, give me some kind of sign. A clue. Come again? Stokes Moody? What's he got to do with this? Amber? Cassie? Cassie? 
Did you hear a word I said? Hank, I... I've gotta go. The... What do you mean? The, the waitress bother you that much? Amber didn't just want me to find her body. She wanted me to find her killer and make things right. Her killer? Baby, for all we know, it could have been an honest mistake. You think she stuffed herself into that oil drum? To make assumptions is to make an ass out of you and umptions. Hank, I've got to find Stokes Moody. As fate would have it, a Stokes Moody rally was planned for that very afternoon. While he had managed to stir up quite a bit of political gumption among the young people of Christ the King, poor old Stokes still couldn't shake the reputation of being an outsider. That's what my opponent, the incumbent Mayor Amberley, will have you believe that I am. Time and time again, he has sought to remind the people that I spent the first years of my life in our township's nearby rival, Liberal. Ha! I knew it! Call me what you like, an outsider, a kook, a liberalite, but in the 50 years I've spent here in Christ the King, I have watched as our community has fallen to waste at the hands of a protected class of wealthy and politically influential elites. People like Mayor Amberley who don't seem to want to understand that as a township, we are rotting from the inside out. Believe it or not, one in three bridges in Christ the King are currently in a state of collapse. Believe it or not, one in three households are bringing in less income than a whore during Lent. Believe it or not, three out of five high school students in Christ the King can't even tell you what the capital of Missouri is. Am! It's the Am! Even I know that! Hush, baby. Time and time again, Mayor Amberley has raised taxes on the middle class to foot the bills for his lavish parties, his remodeled rec rooms, and his private Uber. But when it comes to improving infrastructure here in Christ the King, the mayor cannot be reached for comment. Well, I say that's just how the cookie crumbles. And yes, I am talking about the Cookie Street Bridge, part of which collapsed under my bicycle on the way here. Hey, I, I had my first kiss under the cookie. If there's someone who knows how to responsibly manage the budget, it's me. I grew up so incredibly poor that if I weren't born a boy, I wouldn't have had a single thing to play with. Mayor Amberley, however, is so blind to the plight of the working class that he could make Stevie wonder. Wonder about what? Hank. But I'm here today to say that if the mayor and his gang of 10,000 heirs represent the status quo here in Christ the King, then, well, hell, I might just be an outsider. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and God bless Christ the King. Well, jeepers, that got me feeling some kind of way. Come on, baby, now's my chance. Sure, Stokes seemed genuine enough, maybe even a little charming. Cassie knew better, and if there was something, anything, that the white-haired socialist was hiding, she was bound to find it. Mr. Moody? Hi, it's nice to meet you, sir. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. I'm Cassie Blakely. You, uh, you've probably heard my radio show on CTK Public Radio, Psychic Suggestion. Hmm, I, I can't say I've had the pleasure. Thank... wait, really? You mean you never... I try to stay clear of the mainstream media. It's, it's just another arm of the ruling class, but I'll check it out sometime. Forget it. I mean, it's nice to know someone in this town ain't already judged me as some kind of psychic Jerry Springer. Ha! Huh. I like that. Well, it's a real honor to know that we have the support of a clairvoyant. Chugs, please. All I do is say stuff and hope people believe me. 
Sort of like a politician, I guess. You should do me a favor and tell me how my chances look. Your chances? Well, hey, how about I read your palms? Oh, I don't know. I I've got my entire speech written on them. Oh, that don't matter. Let me see. Boy, his hands sure are meaty. Now there's gotta be something here, some kind of... Hey, what's this? Fuck you, Dad, you're not charging me. You've got a son, Mr. Moody? Huh? Well, yes. Yes, I do. Jefferson? Is that his name? <laughs> That's very impressive, but what has that got to do with the election? Why, Mr. Moody, your son doesn't happen to drive a... So that's what this is. Shucks, uh, what I mean is, you've still got a chance, but voter turnout among the younger demographic is key. Cut the crap. So Amberly's engaging in espionage, is he? Mr. Moody, I swear it was nothing of the sort. We thank you again for your support, Miss Blakely, if that is in fact why you came out today. And you better tell Mayor Amberly that I wish him the best of luck at the polls. Mr. Moody, wait. Cassie had only gained a brief glimpse into Stokes's mind, but the vision she saw was unmistakable. Cassie, hey, what was he like? Walk with me, baby. Get this, Moody's got a son, and he ain't seen him in weeks. Say what? You mean his son's been kidnapped? I don't know about kidnapped, I went into Moody's memories. I could see the last time he saw Jefferson, I mean, his son. They were having a real nasty fight. Jefferson drove off at the end of it. Yeah, so? Do you know what he drove off in? Uh, a car? Well, yeah, but not just any car. A pink Cadillac Fleetwood. You mean? Oh, I mean. Stokes Moody's got something to hide, all right. Hey, Cassie, look. It's the sheriff over there talking to Moody. Gee, seems like damn near everybody's getting stoked. Come on, baby. Let's get out of here. Psychic suggestions, regularly scheduled for this hour, will return this fall with new episodes, new visions, and Miss Cassie playing Never Have I Ever with the ghosts of three coal miners. Hi, I was wondering if you had this top in the next size up. You sure? You look like a small to me. Oh, trust me, I'm a medium. I see, let me check on that for you. Howdy, psychic. Why, Sheriff Jones. What brings you to Victoria's Secret? Same as whatever brought you to Lake Lancaster, I reckon. You mean, you're out on a date with your boyfriend? <laughs> More like a date with the devil. You know, I saw you at the rally yesterday. Didn't know you were a fan of Mr. Stokes Moody. Hell no. Do I look like a deadhead to you? Shucks, Sheriff. What are you a fan of? Justice, young lady. Never needed much else. You seem pretty close to that there Stokes Moody character. Now, Sheriff, if I didn't know better, I'd say you were following me. You're the psyche after all. Who's to say what you know? 
The way things are shaping up a whole lot more than you do. You're playing with fire, Sackick. If I didn't know no better. Oh boy, here we go. What did you just say to me? No, not you. Now nah, I... The radio. Hey, excuse me, miss. Yes? I'm sorry, but would you mind turning up that radio? I have never been one to bring my dirty laundry to the soapbox. But I have had to face a number of facts as of late, and I cannot keep the honest people of our township in the dark. He's finally dropping out. I knew it. I have recently watched, in horror, I might add, the surveillance tapes from the robbery at the Davis Street Bank last Monday. And it is with a heavy heart that I must confirm what those closest to my family and my campaign have feared. The gunman in the video, who is currently wanted by authorities, is my son, Jefferson. Oh, my stars. Better watch your back, psychic. No, 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 I will not be taking questions at this time. All I ask is that any information on my son's whereabouts be reported to the authorities. He is said to be traveling in a pink Cadillac Fleetwood. Hi, welcome to the Royal. I'll be your server, the name's Shayna. How are you folks feeling tonight? Well, not bad. How about you, Shayna? Working longer hours for lower wages tonight? Excuse me? Don't sweat it, sister. The working class has taken Christ the King back from the corporations. Any chance you've heard of Mr. Stokes Moody? We'll take two waters to start. One with lemon. You've sure taken quite a liking to that guy. I guess you could say the state of our township's got me feeling... moody. I'll say. And I guess you heard about his son? Heard what the establishment wants us to think? Please. But, how are you doing? Been worried about you. You saw me 24 hours ago. <sighs> that long? I told you, baby. There's just something I've got to do. Sure, sure there is. And I sure didn't ask you to dinner to waste your time. So I guess... I mean, Cassie, there's something I gotta do too. And it's a long time coming. I'm listening. Uh, give me a second, okay? Uh, I mean, uh, there's something I've been meaning to ask you for weeks now. And I, I ain't because maybe I'm a chicken shit. Maybe I'm some kind of fool for thinking you feel the same way about me as I feel about you. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things, Cassie. But I do know I'm ready to... That I want to... Well, Stokes said it himself. Our voices ain't going to be heard till we make them heard. And, and I... Daddy? Cassie? Golly, you ain't called me that since... Shush! Amber? What? Jeepers, Cassie, don't start with that again. Please. No, Hank. <laughs> Hank, look over there. That's Mayor Amberly, ain't it? And the sheriff over at the end of the bar? Cassie, are you listening to me at all? Say hello today. Hank, I'll, I'll be right back. Give me another double, big man. Come on, handsome, let's go on home. Home nothing! I'll stop drinking when I... When I... Handsome, let's call your Uber, all right? 
I said another, damn it! And another after that. Sheriff? Sheriff, nothing. You hurt the mayor, boy. Another double. Mayor Amberly? <laughs> Who the f- Sorry to bother you, sir. It's me, Cassie Blakely. Psychic! How are you doing tonight, sir? I... I'm fine. What is it that you want, sugar? Sir, I know you said not to bother with Amber. Amber? Still stirring up shit, ain't you, hun? What? What did you say about Amber? Sir? So, you came here to spook me? No, sir. Well, you trying to pull sack it? You're just like your mama, you know that? You cut that shit out! Oh, God! You're out of here, socket! Now get going! seen the mayor so so violent you should see what he's done to the middle class you know one of these days I'd like to actually finish a meal or you know order one Hank I'm sorry okay I just don't know what I've got to do Hank mayor Amberly could hear her voice too which means I don't give a holler and hoot what it means I mean you know I understand I understand you ain't got a choice when it comes to your powers. So I ain't never asked you to choose. Not once. But more and more, I get the feeling you have made a choice. Baby, you know it ain't like that. It's just... I don't know. I can't just go on and block it out. Yeah, well, you ain't got no problem blocking me out. Hank, I have spent years in this podunk town smiling while people treat me like some kind of ne'er-do-well white trash psychic with blonde hair and big boobs. And I'm damn near exhausted by it. Amber, she... she called out to me, okay? Even before I found her, all tied up and twisted into that oil drum, she called out to me. I... I don't remember the last time I... I felt that kind of a... Real connection. Now, I know I ain't the brightest lamp in the Oregon Trail, but ain't we got a connection? Or at least, didn't we? Pull over, Cassie. We're in the middle of nowhere. Cassie! Damn it! I, I said pull over! Now, the other world is one thing. But the more you let it run your life, the more you cut yourself off from this world. There are living, breathing connections all around you, Cassie. But you're scared of them. And I've tried. But only you can change that. Hank. I'll just see you on the other side. Maybe then we could work something out. Hank, wait! God, I'm sorry, Hank! 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 
We're here live in front of Town Hall, where Mayor Amberley is preparing to make an emergency address. Folks, I have until now remained silent regarding a recent tragedy that has struck my family. But if there's one thing I have learned as mayor, it is that it hurts a heart of hearts to keep anything from my electorate. Christ the King, this past Monday, I received the news that every parent fears the most. The tragic confirmation that, that my daughter, Amber Ann Amberley, 24 years old, was the victim of a cold-blooded murder. Sheriff Jasper Jones and the CTKPD have been working to solve the case ever since, and as of tonight, they have informed me conclusively that the assailant responsible was none other than the son of my opponent, Jefferson Moody. Currently wanted in connection with a recent string of senselessly violent attacks against Christ the King. Jefferson Moody, if you are out there listening, you have struck me where it hurts the most, boy. But make no mistake, Christ the King grieves as one, survives as one, and you will not shake our resilience our perseverance. As your mayor, I vow that the fearless courage of our township and its people shall never fade from this earth. Thank you. Thank you, Christ the King. I will now hand the floor over to Sheriff Jones, who will take any questions that you might have. Sheriff Jones, did the mayor's daughter know Jefferson Moody? No, not that we know of presently. With all due respect, Sheriff, then what makes you so certain that Jefferson Moody is responsible for the murder? I'm glad you asked that, Miss Dannon. You see, the body was discovered at the bottom of Lake Lancaster. It was recovered from within a submerged pink Cadillac fleet. We also have evidence to suggest that Jefferson did not act alone. An accomplice who with every move has sought to scheme and conspire against the mayor. We ask that you contact the CTKPD immediately if you have any information regarding the whereabouts of the psychic heathen, Cassie May Blakely. To be continued. You have been listening to Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri, episode Blonde Psychic Mysteries, Volume 1, Part 1. Starring the Christ the King players, Tally Gabriel as Cassie Blakely, E. James Ford as Ansem Amberley and Stokes Moody, Binyam Tacola as Evelyn Wow and Sheriff Jasper Jones, Matt Davis as Hank Henry and Darren Shanning. Sam Lassiter as Pamela, the Spirit of Amber, the Saleswoman, the Waitresses, and Sharon Danning. Drew Richardson as the Rookie Cop. Reeves Elliott as Robert Sr., Travis the Young as the Bartender, and as always, Willard Fresco as himself. Recorded by Travis the Young at Christ the King Studios in Brooklyn, New York. Narration recorded by Willard Fresco in the basement of Christ the King's Second Methodist Church, Christ the King, Missouri. Dramatized and edited by Jack Healy. 
mastered by Travis DeYoung. Opening and closing themes by Arrington DiDioniso and Willard Fresco. Additional music from Kevin McLeod. Sound effects from freesound.org and the YouTube audio library. Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri, brought to you by executive producer Willard Fresco and co-producers Reeves Elliott and Jack Healy. Copyright 2016 for Christ the King Productions. All rights reserved. Please rate and review on iTunes, and if you can, support us on our Patreon page. Every little bit helps to keep Willard and the Nightmares alive. <laughs>